Welcome to Dream Chasers Radio, where we are always daring to be different. Get ready, get ready, get ready to be inspired. Let's get moving toward our goals. And here to make that happen is our host, Yaya Diamond. Oh, yes, oh, yes, we are daring to be different once again, once again, yes, <laughs> this is Yaya, and I got the hiccups, but that's okay, we're going to keep going. <laughs> um, you're listening to us on 97.5 FM, Real Community Radio in Northport, Florida, as well as Bomb Baby Radio in New York City, the Caribbean Community Radio Station, all the Caribbean, West Palm Beach, all the way down to the Keys, the Dream Chasers Radio Network, ah, I'm soon to be TV. Oh, yes. I am so excited, so excited about everything. I'm so excited about the show. It's a full two-hour show tonight, and we're going to get started. But tonight's show is about keeping the pace. How did they do that? How did they keep the pace? We're going to find out tonight, and we're going to go ahead and go with our first caller. Thank you so much for calling in and being a guest on the show. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hey, what's good? I go by Hello. the name of You can hear me? Hey, I can hear you good. Oh, well, I go by the name of the and I make music. I'm a pop artist. Uh, I used to be a hip-hop artist, but, you know, pop music just do something to me. What happened? I transitioned from hip-hop to pop. Yeah, what happened? What 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 did you do? What happened? Um, you know, hip hop music it was it was basically the the, the dark sides of my past. You know, the, the stuff that I went through in my life experiences and stuff like that. And you know, I got tired of making music about that. You know, because I I would always have to relive it through the music. But with pop music, I was able to see the positive outsides of it. You know, I, I was able to, to generate a more positive vibe and see the, the beauty of it, you know, versus the negative side of it. Wow. Wow, that's a big that's a big way to put it. I mean, okay, so you uh you transitioned from the hip hop to the ghetto style, right? Is that what you're saying? It's like the ghetto style of the hip of the hip hop? Yeah. Okay, and then you went over to pop. Now, wow, wow. And so you even changed your name. Yeah, I changed my name. I feel like I needed to evolve. I changed from Georgia affiliated, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I changed to my my middle name, uh, which is Latavion. And most people that I that I know or that knows me think it's kind of hilarious that I changed to my middle name because I never really did like my middle name. Okay. But you know, I feel like right. it was uh, like a second skin almost, like I recreated myself. Mhm. Wow. Wow. Okay, so tell me. Tell me about how you got started. 
And, and if you could like um, maybe get get some rid of that some of that background noises, whatever that is, so that we can hear you better, because I want to make sure that people can hear you really good. Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me better now? I can, yes, definitely. Okay. Give me like one second. But um what got me started with music in general was uh you know it was Actually, one of my my uh, childhood friends. You know, I, I was never, I was never fully able to. Um, you know, I've never been the type of person that talk about problems or stuff like that. So one day we was at my my grandmother's house. They were like, maybe fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, well, you should just, you should just start writing it down, and you know, letting it out." Recording. So, mm-hmm. I mean, poetry, we first started off with poetry, and then it transitioned into music. And then, as I started making music, I developed something that it was, I mean, it was always inside of me, but I developed the love, well, I found the love that I have for music. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do it because of the you know, the money, all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. I do it because, you know, I do it because I, I, I have a, like a, a genuine love for the music. Okay. So, that's how I started. It was, it was my way of coping with, it was my way of communicating with people what I actually have to communicate with people. Okay. All right. And so basically you now are communicating a positive message instead of a negative one. Did it how did it affect your life? You know what I mean? That you now have that positive outlook on everything instead of having the negative one. Um so the the, the positive outlook on life is to move into Hawaii. So during my transition, um, I had to refine find myself, so I moved to Hawaii, and um, mm-hmm. that's when I started making pop music. And it, I don't know, it, it felt like I was always fighting within, like fighting myself. Mm-hmm. To like be a different type of person or fall into the, the same traditional style of music. Right. Just the state of Georgia that's around and around Atlanta. You know, I love I mm-hmm. love my state. Don't get me wrong, but it, it was like like I don't want my love of music. Like I don't want to create something that that's tarnished because. You know, everybody's doing the same thing, and, they, and, and they're not understanding the, the craftsmanship of the music itself. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. the result of the music, leaving Georgia, coming to Hawaii, you know. And it, mm-hmm. it, just, it just brought out a, a, a peaceful, peaceful atmosphere, you know, a peaceful okay. atmosphere inside. 
I mean, if that makes sense. Wow. And your song. Tell me about your song, Killing Me Softly. Tell me about that. So, Killing Me Softly is basically the message that I was, it's basically um, almost like a conversation between my past self with with my current self. And it's me breaking out of the cocoon transitioning into a butterfly and growing into something different. And, and I'm telling, you know, my past self, people who stuck associated with my past self that I'm I'm involved and I'm moving forward and if you wanna be left inside of that realm then then you wanna you wanna in a sense be, you know, left back in the past where I'm leaving everything that doesn't do me any good, you know, and doesn't, you know, generate me any positivity in my life, you know. So mm-hmm. that's what killing me talking is about. It's about me escaping my past, growing as a person, growing as a, uh, a musician, you know, evolving as an artist. You know, it's... It, me realizing that. Right. Um, okay. Like you. All right. All right. So but what we're going to do is we're going to go ahead and play that song, too. Go ahead. That song was actually very fun to create. Okay. It sounds like so it. Is. I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it. Okay. So we're going to listen to it right now, Dream Chasers. Here we go. Killing me softly. Clear inside a picture. 
excited Killing me softly, demons get off me That ain't none of my business, I'm just sipping my tea That ain't none of my business, I'm just sipping my tea I'm running away song killing me softly so that's nice yeah. i like that yeah. i like that so what's what's next for you you know as an artist um and and uh and all that this year in 2019 um well in 2019 me and my me and my team are you know pretty much trying to look look at different aspects I'm trying to like uh a clothing line right now and um, I just dropped an album last month. Uh, my first, my first studio album under my new name. And okay, I got a new single called Sub Zero. It's coming out on my birthday in April. Okay. Um, we're trying to get to tour this year, but we want to. I'm trying to do something like European. Mm-hmm. Um, got a couple of shows on the West Coast. And okay. And just make music. All right, all right. Wow, wow. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go ahead and put your information up on our board. Because I want people to be able to find you. And where can they find you? Um, you can find me on all major platforms, um, social media, it underscore the premier. Uh, pretty much everyone you just I'm not I'm, if you Google my name and premier it's the only only name that'll pop up on in any search engine. Um and show all my music. All my shows, all my social media sites, you know, and I follow everybody back. Um, I mean, you can follow me too if you want. Yeah, well, what do you think I'm gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> so, I know I got that little laugh. Yeah, never mind the laugh, guys. Never mind the laugh. Anyway, so definitely, definitely. Now, what do you do to keep it moving? What do you do to keep the pace? How do you work that? Um, I keep the pace because I, you know, you gotta. For one, you gotta, you gotta understand 
why you're doing it. If you don't know why you're doing it, then you're never going to be able to bad as if you get forced from yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You got to also understand that you're going to come through obstacles. You got to keep pushing no matter what. Your pace, mm-hmm. you got to stay. You got to stay focused. You got to maintain your positivity. Even though some, you know, life goes different situations with you, you got to take the positive sides of it and you got to keep fishing. You got to keep driving, you know. And then um, you got to understand that like, whatever you're doing, you got you to gotta have a love for it. Because if you don't love it, you're not going to want to do it continuously. You know, it's just like right. any old regular job. Like if you don't love your job, right, it's, it's just a form of fashion for you to make money. You got to come in, you clock out, you go home. But if you actually want to do something, you know, it don't, like they say, it don't feel like a job. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're and right. You always got to. You're right. And you got to always have somebody, you know, like, like some type of motivation something you're looking for, you know, whatever you're looking forward to. Right. I mean, I definitely, know it's definitely. an understatement, but I, you know, I want to be, I want to be the biggest. I want to, I want to give people something that they can remember forever. Like, I want to be like the next Michael Jackson. You know, I idolize my I got you. I might, you know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't sing like Mike, but, you know, I'm not going to say I don't want to be on his level, you know, the, the amount of stuff that he achieved as an artist. Right. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's like you you have to heart pattern yourself after certain people. And I think yeah. that that's a wonderful idea. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a wonderful idea to keep yeah. it going, to, to have that motivation going and everything. Wow, well, I want to thank you for being on the show, man. I already followed you on Instagram. And if you guys know this to the deal, go ahead and just copy and paste his information into the browser because I've already put that there. And follow him on Instagram. Yeah, I'll follow you back, too. Anybody. Awesome. Yes, anybody and everybody, just go ahead and do it. Let's follow each other and support, support, support. Thank you again so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. All right, anytime. All right. You have a good one. Wow. All right, you too. I'm keeping that song. That song's staying with me. I like that song. That song, that, that song's nice. I'm keeping it. There ain't no way anybody's getting that song back from me. You want that song, you're going to have to get your own because that one's mine. But. I have to tell you that I love, love, love discovering new artists and and getting new people in here and and showing you how they are thriving, how they are going about their their dreams, how they're accomplishing things. To me, it's it's just, it's, it's a wow, a wow for me, a wow. It's like, wow, I love it. Wow, it's amazing. Wow, I just, I love it. I love it. And we're going to go ahead and go on. With our next guest, I want to say thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, y'all, y'all. It's Cornisha. Hey, Cornisha. What's up, girl? <laughs> How you I'm doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. good thank good. you. 
Awesome, awesome. I see you have another book. Yes, yes. Um, well, it's my first book, actually. Um, I it's uh, it's a blog that I turned into a book. It's called The Book oh, okay. of Prophecies. Right. Uh-huh. Okay. Wishes, Channels, Prophecies, and Visions. Mm. And mm. Um, in, in, in this book, I'm predicting uh, a lot of resources from the synchronicities, such as the mm-hmm. angel numbers, such as the, synchron- the, the symbolism of animals. So I'm channeling a lot of information. Um, and I'm, I just put it all together in this one book to kind of share it with the world. Okay. Wow. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, some people don't know, they didn't hear your first interview. How did you get started? How did I get started in the in the writing? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, I, I once suffered some depression and anxiety, and um, a minister once told me, he told me, he said, sometimes the best way out of your situation is to help others. And so I I started channeling uh, this information by sharing it uh, through a blog. And, and and these messages would come through, through spirit guides and ancestors and, and prophecies or predictions. Uh, and um, I, I would find that it would enlighten me and it would empower me and uplift me in so many ways uh, that when, when I shared it, people would tell me that it resonated so much more as opposed to someone else. Mm. And that's how I got started. Mm. Now, this is over 430 pages. Mm-hmm. Girl, tell me how you did that. Tell me how you did that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go there. This is actually five years in the development. Um, so, Everything that I have in these in these books, Volume One and Two, uh, was something that came to me over the course of my, of the of, of the past five years of my life. Um, mm-hmm. In in the beginning, I started out with angel numbers, and then as I progressed, I started to I started to develop an an intuitive uh, instinct about um, the synchronicities, like the the symbolism of water, the symbolism of the golden eagle, the symbolism of vultures. Um, which I can read a few ex- an excerpt, um, like a really short excerpt of, of something in here. But um, these 430 pages are all prophecies and dream codes that are decoded and interpretations that have been eerily accurate and spot on for a lot of my readers. And I've had people mm-hmm. to request that I put this in a book. And so that's how this all came about. Mm. Yeah, you read something. Read something for me. Okay. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I strolled to uh, the lioness. Okay, so the lioness symbolism. The lioness is a symbol of power and transformation, chaotic transition, emergence. Even though you're moving forward, um, feels painful, don't look backward. If you're moving away, doesn't resent or hold on to where you're leaving from. Instead, leap ahead. And it says your search for the Spirituality of your own is coming into fruition. It takes a caterpillar mm-hmm. to make a butterfly and a kitten to become a cat, a cub to be raised and one day become a leader of its own pack. The lion is known for stepping out of its comfort zone to look beyond what is seen and seek stable ground. 
So there's that. Um, and then I have the angel number 28 in here where it says the number 28 appears in if, if the number 28 appears in flashes, waking life, meditations, dreams, pictures, or paintings and signs, it says when a door is, has closed, excuse me, another is set to take its place. The number 20, 28 confirmation that your worries or concerns for another opportunity shall now cease. Anxieties will decrease. It may also signify that you have finally come to the completion of a spiritual venture. It has definitely run its course. So 28 is about doors closing and another opportunity taking its place. Wow. Now, now, let me ask you a question. How did you get into angel numbers? And for those people who don't know what that is, please explain. Because that can be, I mean, okay. you know, I know I, I'm, I'm sitting here going, okay, I remember what you told me before, and I remember what people mm-hmm. tell me, but I, I, need, I, I need a little brush up, a little, you know. Right. <laughs> okay. So, so angel numbers are simply prophecies and channelings from the angels. Um, and these, these come about through the synchronicity of numbers. Uh, like, for example, if you were sitting at the stoplight and then all of a sudden a car just veers in front of you and it shows the license plate tag 1111, you may not think twice about it. But if you go down the road and then you turn on a street and you see a mailbox with the number 1111, you're going to start to take notice. And that's a sign that you're in the vibration of, of, of angels trying to get a message across to you. So that's basically what angel numbers are. Uh, it's like a re- hmm. it's like repetitive synchronicities that occur in the same vibration. Wow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have seen that all my life. I've seen it all of my life. So what do you do when you when you get that? Is that in your book? Uh, what's what's that? The uh, angel number? How to how to read angel numbers? Yeah, and and, and does it explain at least a little bit of it? Or, or no, is it just, um, no, okay. It, it, it's just a bunch of channelings that I have that that people can have on hand uh, to kind ah. of flip through, flip through as like an encyclopedia. It's kind of like a Britannica uh, or the dictionary that you have at home. If you see something, you can look it up and say, okay, wow, okay, that makes sense, or oh wow, hmm, that makes me think, you know, and. Um, that's what I want people to take away from this is that this this will be Good. like a, a handy encyclopedia that they can turn to um because there're not many there's not there's not many writers out there like myself from what I've been right. told from readers. Right. And that's I think that's even better. Because then you know, mm-hmm. you just it's like a it's like a guide. It's more it's it's more informative than just like explaining, you know, angel numbers, mm-hmm. which is not right. I mean but but at the same time, it's like okay, you get you get more from that. Mhm. Right. Wow. Well, I wow. feel like the more people the more people read my interpretations, the more they can learn. And then also, I do courses separate from this book. Um, I do uh, angel number um, readings, and then I do the the angel interpretation courses, angel intuitive development. Um. So there there are plenty of opportunities for people to delve into what I'm writing about. I just don't write about it in the book about it and feel like there was a purpose in it. I feel like mm. everybody learns differently and I didn't want to publish something 
that was generic. You know what I mean? Where, okay, maybe Sally or Sue would get it, but maybe Robert won't. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to produce that type of um, energy into the universe. Everybody Mm -hmm. does that. I want to do something different. Okay. All right. And so, Mm -hmm. okay. When people uh, think about your book and they, and they do all these things and, and they get the book and all that, um, is there anything that you do? Uh, do you sign it? Um, is it something that you, besides what you told me that they want, you wanted them to take away from it, but is there something that you've hidden in there? Cause I know a lot of writers, they hide different things in there or they have different points. Um, do you have that mm-hmm. as well in your book? You said, do I have pointers or do I sign it? Is that what you said? Right. Well, now, okay, so, like, okay, when you get a book and it says, like, you know, you got your pointers or you got, like, how to read this book or the table of contents or something that or, – or introductory, like, hey, this is what this book is about. This is how you use it. Okay. Is that all in there? Yes. I have – well, the first two copies, my editor, she messed up the table of contents. is why I discounted it. Um, but mm. the the following copies that I that, that I have coming in, they they will have the accurate table of contents, and okay. um, I do have like a message that I'm saying that I'm uh, that I'm introducing to the reader, and then I'm dedicating. I have a, I have a dedication page. Um, so the 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 table of contents basically tells you everything I've written about in this book. Um, okay. These first two copies that I have for sale right now. Um, the table of contents may not be accurate because of the editing mishap, but I discounted it, and everything else is is spot on. It's just that was a mishap with the with the table of contents, which is why I took forty dollars off. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I, but there's a lot of information in here. I feel that that people will be able to use for many years to come. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. And so, okay. So, how did you keep this going? Because this is a it's a lot to write. You said it's five years. How did you keep the pace? And 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 also, how did you keep the the goal in mind? Um. Uh, well, it, it, it was not a, an original goal. <laughs> I just um I went to a convention last year, to a psychic convention last year, because I like to tune up on my skills. Uh, to be in the environment of, of other people who do my work, um, I, uh, I I reached this table where they have these series of books, and I said, "Wow, I wish I could write a book," you know. And she said to me, um, "Well, have you have you thought about what you want to write about?" I said, "No." And then she said, "Well, maybe you already have, um, your, maybe you already have your book written, and you just don't know it, or you just don't see it that way." And so I say, "Hmm, I do have a blog." Um, where I've written a lot of content. And so I said to myself, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. And um, I actually had someone to buy my book before I even published it, before I even mentioned it. And so I kind of took that as a sign, like, okay, okay, this something that somebody paid for a book that I don't have. And then, um, and then I also had someone else request that I turn my blog into a book. So it was not something that I sat down and said, okay, I'm going to turn this into a book. It was something that kind of the universe was, was nudging me and letting me know I have the book. I just need to put it out there. 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, it, it, you know, it was sort of kind of like one of those things where, hey, it's already done. I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and just put it out there. You feel that? Now, I mean, so you didn't really know what you were doing. You just know that it ended up the way it, it did. Right, because that's kind of how I channel. I don't know, I, I did not know anything about what I was writing about. I kind of put the pen to the paper and let the spirits work through me. And so that's what makes this very sacred and, and, and special because um, this is not something I've known before. I even go back a couple of times and, and I and I research my own self, not to sound self-absorbed, but <laughs> I research my own work and say, what does this one, number 28 mean? You know, and I, and I go and I look at it and I say, okay, well, that makes sense. Like, and I kind of, I'm very self-critical, so I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And, oh, maybe I, mm-hmm. I, I wrote that when I was emotional or something like that. But that's how it, that's how it goes. I never know what's going to come out. I just kind of put pen to paper. Mm-hmm. And when did you discover you could do that, though? I mean, not everybody is, is, is you know what I mean? Not everybody does that. Right. Well, well, I've been I've been doing the work that I do since I was a little girl. Um, uh, I could see I could see into other realms. Uh, what that means is that I I could see I had visions when I was five. Um, mm-hmm. And when my mom would turn off the light, I would see things that other people didn't see that were there. Um, and it turned it started off as colors, and then it started started and then it, and then it turned to like whispers from the universe and from spirit, I could hear things uh, vibrating through through books. I, I read a lot of dictionaries when I was a kid, and it, I learned to read just by reading the dictionary, and I didn't even know how to read as, in the third grade. I just kind of opened the book and started start understanding it, and I had the help of the spirits. So um, as I grew older, I would spend time in the library and – just a lot of information would flow to me that was coded into the into these books that I would read. I would read the comic books, I would read the dictionaries, and, and if something was written that was coded, and what I, what I mean when I say coded is that it was written differently than what they were trying to interpret, so that it was like kind of hidden knowledge. They say that if you want to hide something from a black person, put it in the book. Um, so uh, these books that I was reading, they weren't they weren't just kind of cutthroat. They were more coded to where the average person couldn't understand it. And I could, I could see beyond that and, and truly interpret what was really meant to be said and say, okay, you know, you actually meant this. And I, I, I do that very often, um, which is why I don't, I don't have random or small talk with people because I can kind of tell what they actually mean. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's got to be mm-hmm. something, a gift that probably didn't scare you when you first found out you could do that? It, it scared me and it scared other people um, because a lot of people, uh, well, some people feel that it's satanic, but I feel that it's a gift and power from God, um, that it's the ancestors that live and breathe through me. And um, I just don't allow people's, fears to, to drive my life. 
I really don't. And I don't even allow my own fears to drive my life. I kind of question my own fears and say, okay, uh, why am I scared of, of this? Or why am I, why do I feel fear about this gift or, or what I hear? Why, why do I feel like I'm crazy or, uh, or, or things like that? Hmm. Wow. To me, mm-hmm. having a gift like that and then using it, and then revealing it is mm-hmm. the scariest thing ever. But how did you, when you began to use it, how did you first use your gift? Um, prophecy. I was, I was 12 years old, and um, this, uh, this lady um, put some demonic frequencies against me. Uh, it was an eighth-grade teacher. She put, some, she, put, she put some curses on me. I'm just gonna be blunt. She put some curses on me at, when I was in the eighth grade, and I would I will I went through a a, um, a year of physical paralysis, where I had to pray my way through. I had other people pray my way through, and when I finished getting through that period, I made a deal with God that I was going to go and speak to people. Um, this was when I was 12, and I, um, on my verge to turning 13. And then it came through as prophecy. I told this woman, I said, um, uh, if you try to stray away from from the divine, when you made a vow with him, then that would be these type of uh, changes in your life, and that that there would be there would be consequences. Um, so fast forward three three years later, she lost her son because she went. She went um, awry as opposed to the plan that God had for her, and um, she lost her son, uh, to be, be blunt. Mm-hmm. She lost her son, and, and, and I still talk to her today, and it, and it still creeps me out because I also uh, told my mother about this, uh, this young lady we went to church with. I said, um, I kind of see her in a home where the home is burning up, and then the next day we, uh, I hear that, she was in the home, and the home caught on fire, and she wasn't able to get out. So it started when I was 12, and I would prophesy these predictions that would come to my mind. At the time, I thought it was funny, but at, at, as it come to pass, it wasn't funny anymore. It was scary. And so that's how it began. That's where it, where it really came to life. And then ever mm. since then, I've, um, I've been able to um, – well, I've been in a spiritual warfare where I've, I've constantly had to battle um, the demons and people, the demons within myself, and kind of overcome depression, anxiety, and and and, and other and, and and other cognitive behavioral um, uh, abilities that I've, that I've had to overcome, basically adversity, um, and. And, and that's how it all. That's how it all. Get, uh, that's how it became into existence. Mm. Mm. And the overcoming. Now that you have this book out, did this book help mm-hmm. you as well? Oh yeah. This is how. This is how I got through the adversity. This is how I blossomed in my adversity. Is is uh, by channeling what I've channeled, and I've, I've worked with a lot of ancestors and spirits that have helped me um, 
to see the truth in a situation where someone has told me to just give up, that that was just life. Hmm. Wow. But you didn't. I did. And this book, this very book has helped me navigate the adversities and the lies that people have told me that I was crazy, that um, something was wrong with me, that I need to see a psychiatrist. I did see a psychiatrist, but uh, the psychiatrist ended up telling me that they were crazy. (laughs) At the time that I was going through the anxiety uh, and that I had really needed to just set powerful, positive boundaries. And these channelings have helped me to do that. It has really helped me to set powerful, positive boundaries to where I'm able to say no. And even to this day, I'm still battling people who um, they don't have self-respect for themselves, so they, they don't find it in their heart to, um, to respect me. So I don't take it personally. So this book right here, when I turn to it, uh, like, for example, uh, with this table of contents uh, being a little messed up, I can actually flip through like a tarot, like a tarot deck, and say, "Okay, I'm just going to let the spirit guide me to which page I need to land on." And then I end up, excuse me, landing on a message that I really need right now. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, wow, that's powerful that God used me to channel these messages and to be able to go over them myself and use them as stepping stones." to elevate and keep uh, keep my discernment up and to, to read people beyond what they tell me. Mm. Wow. And so going beyond what people have told you, going beyond the, the, the negativity, going beyond all that, it has brought you to a point in your life where you can actually uh, get rid of all of that by writing. Am I correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like a therapy for me, and I still write to this day. I think I'm working on volume three. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, this is like therapy for me, yeah. Wow. Well, I love that. I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. This is like my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And personally, when when people buy this book, how does that make you feel? Because I mean, that's got to be so satisfying within itself. Mhm. Well, when they buy it, it's like wow, they actually value what I do, and um, they actually see the purpose and what I'm trying to do, because I see it as an heirloom. And um, at that time, I do have my doubts, but I always I always listen to that higher voice above those fears that tell me, no, 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 you'll see it in the way that we see it. And so it it really definitely feels good when someone buys it and say, okay, wow, where did you get all this information from? I actually had a a person reach out to me this morning and say that um, I really helped them. And and to hear from another person that told me that I helped save them from, from, uh, from dancing, uh, for a living because they knew that that, what, that way of living wasn't right for them, not judging people who still dance, um, but he, he felt like it, it led to a lot of other toxic behaviors. And to hear that, it's like I'm ministering to these people 
and I'm actually bringing illumination uh, in a dark place, and, and that feels good. That itself, it feels good. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So mm-hmm. what would you say to your listeners here, your 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 fans here, uh, and they have a special gift that people put them down and, and that they can't seem to get over? Mm-hmm. Well, what I do say is that, is that value what God has instilled inside of you because there are going to be people who feel like um, you need to get a job um, or you um, why would God choose you and what makes you so special. But indeed you are special, you know, and they're not supposed to understand it because it's not their path. It's not their vision. Um, it's, it, it wasn't made for them. And if, and if God made us all the same, there would be a thousand Cornishes in this world. Uh, if, if God wanted a thousand Trumps, he would have made a thousand Trumps, you know. So we can't all be alike. And God uses people sometimes to, to minister in different ways. We can't all be nurses. We can't all be doctors. We can't all be lawyers. And so if God, if God guides you to monetize that gift, um, because I feel like, Michael Jordan, you know, he, he sells his shoes. And at the end of the day, does it really, do those shoes really bring value? Do they really empower somebody other than their ego? So if you, if you decide to take this gift and, and pursue life coaching with it, I, I applaud you and I commend you to keep, to, to go forward with it and don't let other people tell you otherwise, because if the gift was given to you, then, Put the paintbrush to the canvas and use it as you shall as as you shall shall desire. Mm. I agree with you. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I want to thank you, Quinisha, for being on the show again, girlfriend, for bringing your book. Girl, five years of writing has got to feel great. Finally, <laughs> getting it out there. You know, even though you weren't mm-hmm. expecting it, it's more like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh! I got a book. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got more than one book. Mm-hmm. I got a masterpiece. Wow! <laughs> yes. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Mm-hmm. And thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Believe me, the pleasure is mine. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right, Quinisha, and then you let me know how this goes because I know we've been keeping in touch a little bit here and there. And I want to know how this mm-hmm. goes too. You know, you know how it goes. I, I you put it on my page. I'm like, yeah, I see that. Ooh, girl, girl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. I see. Right. We have to stick together. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right, then, okay. Kanisha. Until next time, okay. You keep those books coming. Just don't wait five years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Wow, that was Kanisha Lemon, and she has the book of prophecies. All you have to do, guys, you know the, the you know the whole deal. Just copy and paste the link into your browser, and go ahead and go on and and support and get that get that going. Because I mean, wow, wow, wow. That's to me, that's amazing. That someone, I mean, you know, me personally, I probably don't have one complete anything. Uh, except for these interviews here, and and I could probably put together a whole audio thing, which I'm I'm looking into doing. But as far as a book, me writing, no. <laughs> but five years of writing is commendable to say the least. Uh, and wow, 
wow. I just want to thank her for being on the show, Quenicia, for being on the show and for bringing her wonderful music, uh, for bringing her wonderful uh, book. And then the music before that, which was from Latrayvon. He went from hip-hop to a positive pop. Wow. Yeah, why not? Definitely. Well, here's Julia Summer with Picking Up the Pieces.
Don't 
into it in the farming. Back on my shit like LeBron, man. These niggas just feeding to harm me. But really, you niggas can't guard me. I stay with the Swiss on the armor. I stay with the cheese in the apartment. Niggas wanna run up on me. I'm just trying to make some money. Why you niggas acting funny? Niggas go back a honey, yeah. Niggas go grab some money. Yeah, I would tell with most wanted. CEO of the finest. Who this niggas on the island? Yeah, we stay running mileage, yeah. Trying to get off of the island. Stacking the shit of these hunters be piling. But it's money I'm trying to keep sound. These niggas is hating the kid that be piling. And I'm rocking this Gucci, I'm styling. These bitches be on me, they love how I'm wildin'. All these people be having me smiling. These niggas be mad and they shit for the violence. Trying to get off of the island. 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 I'm 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 trying to get off of the island. Yeah. I got some boys on the island. Banging and rapping. Them boys always wildin'. When they put my pops on the island, them letters told me how to move out in silence. Back 14 years through the violence. The niggas just trying to get off of the island. I'm back. Now watch how I stack and I pile it. Look what I do with no stylist. Shorty, oh, she knows money and violence. Weighing up grams and hiding. Yeah, so now we gon' run up the mileage until we get off of the island. I just be dripping and wildin'. They talking violent. I give a fuck about nada. All of my shooters will find them. Yeah, we got them. Sick them up like a pinata. Huh. We catch you niggas like rolling. We hop out with sticks, you frauding. We do the sauce and my niggas ballin'. All about action, no talking. Plotting and watching. Yeah, I see when they clocking. Let's see if these niggas is really about it. I'm never nodding. Trying to get off of the island. Stacking the shit of these hunters be piling. All this money I'm trying to keep sound. These niggas is hating the kid that be prowling. And I'm rocking this Gucci, I'm styling. These bitches be on me, they love how I'm wildin'. All this paper be having me smiling. These niggas be mad and they stick up and violin'. Trying to get off of the island. Trying to get off of the island. Fuck the game up, can't let you hold me back Gotta make the money 
just blow the crack. Time to chop it all up. You better keep your heat, cause the boys out the street. Straight busted in the dope, not time to go. Keep the 25 tuck, swerving in the truck. A nigga, 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 Radio at gmail.com, dreamchasersradio at gmail.com, and we will get your music on the show. We're going to go ahead and go with our next guest. Thank you so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Yeah, thanks for having me call in. My name is Richard, and uh, I'm uh, uh, writing a novel. It's it's a TV, uh, made-for-TV novel. Mm-hmm. It's tropical fiction. It's called Sunglasses and Spies. Oh, sweetness. So tell me, I mean, okay, so you you have the novel. It's going to be a TV script. Yeah. Tell me, how did you do that? How did you get that? I mean, a lot of people want to know how that's done. Is it simple? Is it hard? I mean, what are the complications? Uh, it's basically what uh, you uh, typically do is you, you write write it up like a uh, just a short story. So, you know, a lot of people mm-hmm. have short stories and ideas of experiences in their mind. So they um, make, uh, they put them down, put them on paper. And mm-hmm. then you can, these days, you can turn it into an ebook. You can sell it on Amazon or you can, um, you know, actually turning into um, a paper book and sell it on Amazon mm. and have it printed yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, with mm-hmm. that, uh, the trick of turning it into, um, you know, movie, say for production, is there's a lot of uh, production houses and people that will make that. So I got the idea of sunglasses and spies. Uh, 
as being a form of tropical fiction. And tropical fiction okay. is basically palm trees, uh, beaches, um, uh, uh, you know, salt water, car chases, mm-hmm. and uh, guns is really you know what's in that uh, genre of fiction. And so it, wow. it, it's a good okay. story um, with a, a redeeming value to it. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. So you you actually are doing this. You're doing this. You're getting it done. What has been your challenge, though? I mean, has there been any difficult moments? Yeah, there's been a lot of challenges. Uh, anything that you do uh, that you want to do is creative in this life is going to have challenges, in, and that's uh, – uh, you know, putting it down on paper, uh, coming up with something that's unique. I've actually uh, 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 crowd-written. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of crowdsourcing, crowdfunding right. on websites. Uh, I've been crowd-writing this. So I've had a couple of other writers uh, put their uh, details in it. And um, along with that, it allows for um, you know, an interesting story. The basic story is uh, two guys who, uh, uh, one of them, his name is Stack. He's a little um, uh, odd, a little strange. He's got an eyeball that's pointed towards uh, his nose, and that's from a fight from several years ago. And then he's got his uh, character, who's a sidekick, who normally would be five feet tall, but uh, Stack uh, quotes him as four feet twelve, uh, uh, just because uh, he likes to make fun of his size. And mm-hmm. uh, they are uh, based in Honolulu. They're um, uh, fighting crimes in the trafficking industry, and their uh, their idea is that they want to, you know, rid uh, the world of trafficking, the crime of trafficking. Yet at the same time, they've got a lot of uh, odd characteristics, quirks. Uh, imperfections that um, come across in the story as funny, as entertaining, and engaging. And so uh, when I wrote it, uh, I wrote it as an idea to turn it into an e-book and then to offer it as a TV script to somebody that would um, want to turn it into a t- uh, uh, made-for-TV movie. Now, you, you know, I, 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 I mean, I'm really amazed at how people can be so creative as to write them you know a book or an ebook or or something on their blog and then turn it into a movie and then move forward with this entire thing has there been any surprises things that you didn't expect to kind of like oh no uh i would say surprises in the uh sense that it takes it takes um, what they say in writing, uh, revise, revise, revise. So maybe I've uh, I put in the first 15 chapters, thought it was near completion. You know, when I uh, went down um, after a couple of months to revise it, I realized, wow, there's a lot of material I just haven't put in there. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, um, you know, uh, proceeded to <clears throat> proceeded to uh, develop the characters more. Uh, from a short story, develop the plot deeper, and um, it, it does have a lot of creativity to that because you've got to use your your judgment in um, you know uh, letting the plot um, c- 
come to you know, come to its full opportunities. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a, there's always a, you know, an obstacle there, and sometimes you sit down and think, oh, I'm going to write this, I can write it in a few months, but it, in actuality, it may be two years because uh, you want to put the best foot forward out there, and it's only you and your ego and your pride when you're putting this out there. It's not for somebody else's uh, benefit uh, that you're putting it out. You're putting it out for yourself, and then others will benefit when they read it and enjoy it that way. Hmm. <clears throat> wow. Now, I, I love I love that you're, you're doing this, that you're coming on even before everything gets started. What made you want to do this before you got everything together? Is this like one of your, you, you know, you're moving forward and this is kind of keeping you accountable? Yeah, uh, Sunglasses and Spies, which is, uh, uh, again, the name of the um, the novel, the short story, uh, was part you know, personal experience from, uh, I live, first of all, I love Hawaii. I've been there four times and I've always liked the atmosphere of the, tropical and the ocean and uh, with that uh, I've also enjoyed all the crime dramas set in Hawaii over the years uh, Magnum P.I., Hawaii Five-0 uh, Lost even though it, uh, uh, um, it wasn't necessarily a crime drama it was filmed in Hawaii and they're all mm-hmm. long running series so I took, uh, I took TV uh, shows and turned them into plot for a story, and then um, emphasizing uh, tropical fiction, which again is, uh, is um, um, you know, palm trees, umbrella drinks, uh, sandy beaches, car, car scenes, and, uh, you know, pistols, and mm-hmm. uh, you can combine those elements, and they're not necessarily new, um, things have done before, and Better writers than me have done them before, um, but um, you can always develop a twist that makes it better. So, right. Wow. Now, okay, this is this is based on actual events. Yes, it is. Yeah, even though it's uh, te- technically, um, I'm, I'm calling it tropical fiction. Uh, the trafficking industry, maybe you've read a lot of stories about, uh, you know, it's not just modern-day slavery in other parts of the world. It's in the USA, and it's certainly in Hawaii, uh, which we think of kind of being paradise. We'd be Americans, you know, wanting to go there for a holiday and having a paradise. But it's uh, uh, unfortunately some true stories of um uh, slavery, uh, people being trafficked in airplanes and boats and found and being you know, rescued. And so uh, Stack and Bongo, who are the two main characters in this, uh, are quirky uh, detectives. Um, again, Stack has a uh, odd um, has a, um, eyeball that's um, pointed toward the inside, uh, pointed towards the inside of his face because of an accident years ago. Uh, Bongo is the other character. He speaks in um, overused phrases um, and pithy um, um, aphorisms. Um, so he's got a, a, a quir- uh, both of them have the quirks of nature, and they're not uh, they're not 
perfect people, but they are crime fighters, and they do believe in justice and solving the problem in the trafficking industry. And so because of that, they want to see justice served. And so they uh, um, hear of some uh, trafficking by a prominent Honolulu businessman, and then they go in themselves and try to solve the crime. Again, uh, because they believe in justice, believe in you know people uh, being freed and having their fair chance in life and justice being done and, tr- and sunglasses and spies being tropical fiction. There's always uh, the elements of uh, palm trees, sandy beaches, and salt water, uh, umbrella drinks, car chases, and pistols. And so that uh, creates uh, enough uh, elements in a short story to turn it into an award-winning short story, which is on uh, which is on my blog right now. My blog is richardatalent.wordpress.com. You and your viewers can view uh, the actual story um, right now, and uh, that's why I'm promoting it at richardatalent.wordpress.com which is uh, the blog okay. website that uh, you can view the thing right now. Correct. Richard, Richard A. a talent. talent. Yeah, it's talent okay. uh, with there. two L's. So I, right. Yes, richardatalent.wordpress.com. So I always say twice the L's, twice the talent. That's how my name is spelled. So. Awesome. Well, we got that down there. I want people to go there and check that out. And when you get that short story ready and everything is done, you you come back on the show and let us know so that people know where to go to. Because Megalodon was on the show um, before they had released their that actual book that turned into a a movie right. that you guys saw in the movies. They were on um, on this station before everything happened, and it was a, it was a pleasure. And I would love to follow you through. So when it's ready to go, let me know. Sure, I will, and uh, okay. uh, perhaps uh, we'll do a follow-up on the updates. And, and uh, Definitely, we'll got to do it. Got to do it. Very good. Thank All you. Right, Thanks then. for your time. No problem. Bye. Anytime, and, keep, and keep, keep in touch, okay? Okay. Thanks for your help. Thanks for the interview. Bye-bye. All right. All right, guys, you know the deal. Go ahead and... And copy and paste that into your browser. That's Richard A. Talent with two L's dot WordPress dot com. We're going to go ahead and go to our next guest. Thank you guys so much for calling in. Please tell everybody who you are and what you do, please. Hi, my name is Aaliyah Anderson. I'm a fashion designer in Atlanta, Georgia. And I sell clothes online, bossbehavior.com. Awesome, awesome. So tell me how you got started into clothing. Um, I just love shopping, so it was something easy. I just <laughs> instead of just spending money, <laughs> making other people rich, I just decided to start designing my own stuff and wearing it myself. Wow, wow. Okay, so all right, so you instead of going shopping, you just made it for yourself. Correct. That's, 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 totally, <laughs> that's big that's on that's revolutionary. You know why that is? Because most most people don't even think about that. Yeah, I shot that. Most people don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So tell me, tell me, what do you like about shopping and now your own clothes lining? I just like getting dressed. Um, where I'm from in Atlanta, like the schools I went to, was just a big fashion show. So we just love getting dressed, going out. Yeah. Right now, I have it really dope because I have two kids, so they love um, wearing it as well. So I'm inspired a lot by them. And right now, I just um, started a new T-shirt called the Rainbow Tea that I'm promoting for little girls. Mm. And it's really hot right now, too. <laughs> Where can people go and see that real quick? I know we're not there yet, but I want I want to kind of get to that point where I, I know where people can go see that. Well, we do have an online store, which is bossbehavior.com. And then on social media, we're at boss underscore behavior. I'm writing that down, behavior.com. Mm-hmm. And then what was it, uh, the other one? It's under, um, it's, I'm sorry, it's the um, at boss underscore behavior on social media, Twitter and Instagram. Instagram? Mm-hmm. I'm just putting that there. Uh, so it's Thanks. boss. Mm-hmm. Make sure I get this right. Boss underscore behavior. Now, why mm-hmm. is that? Why why boss behavior? Tell me why you chose that. Um, because of the mind frame. It's for everybody who's trying to accomplish goals, even if you're not, you know, where you want to be right now. It's just your mind frame that you're making those efforts and those progression to get where you want to be at. So it's all about your mind frame. We, um, you know, we're catering to like entrepreneurs, um, and we just want to see everybody win and succeed. So boss behavior is what you envision yourself to be. Hmm. I like that. I like that. So. All right, you got you you got your clothing line. How did you come up with that initially? Was it difficult to kind of get what you wanted, like from your head to the clothes, or was it easy for you? Um, no, it wasn't hard at all. Like I love um, multitasking and seeing things come to reality. So that that hypes me up. Like <laughs> so, it wasn't hard at all. Um, just find the graphic designer to just see what I saw and then just made it happen. Like I'm, I Google anything, I help anybody, anything somebody want to know, I'm, they, they ask me and I find it for them. So I love doing stuff like that. So it wasn't hard at all. I just researched it and I launched it. Girl, I mean, you just like looked at it, researches, oh, I could do that. That's that's nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. I, that's how I felt. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not as easy as I thought because I feel like I know a lot of people and people know me and and it's it's really hard. Like it's it's hard work. Like you think entrepreneurship is easy just looking outside looking in, but it's really hard work. Like I'm like, oh, I wish I could pay somebody to post for me because you really have to be consistent because it pays off in the long run. So well, it does. It does pay off. You're right. You're right. You so what? Consistent. I I think that I know what took you for the loop. The the loop 
from what I understand is you thought that you knew enough people to get this started. You thought that your friends would help you out, but did they really? Mm-hmm. Um, they did to an extent, but you know, some people don't. Some people don't know what support is. So, I think once I realized that, I had to get out of my feelings. And strangers are the one that supports you the most. So. As long as I'm staying consistent, it's always somebody watching. So I always have to tell everybody to stay consistent because always somebody else watching. So friends, man, they okay. But I don't, I don't even, I don't base my business up, up on the friends supporting me. It's bigger than my friends supporting me. But they do, they do to an extent. You know, it always can be more. But, but that's how I thought I was gonna just jump off it. <laughs> and it's okay. Like right now, it's, I've been going for five years. So right now, it's like. I'm seeing it come alive, like, really, really, really. And um, my seed has been, you know, growing. So, but at first, it could, I feel like it's supposed to get bigger when I first launched it. Mm. Mm. So, when you when you think about advertising, when you think about putting things out, what, what, is, your, what is your strategy, uh, basically? I mean, I'm not trying to tell you to give it away, but, I mean, what do you mm-hmm. do? to get the word out that you have a new product or you want to sell more shirts or more whatever it is that you have? How do you get the word out? Mm, I reach out to a lot of people, a lot of influencers, a lot of um, celebrities. Whoever I can tell about my t-shirt, I, you know, I tell them about it. I don't, I don't mind paying someone to wear it. Like, whatever it takes. Um, whatever it takes, and I take pictures in it. I have a um I have a goal I set myself that every Saturday I have to post a picture of myself wearing it. So if I don't do nothing else during the week I have to take a new picture on Saturday. That's my goal I have for myself. So I wear it, my kids wear it, I wear it every day. And does yeah. that help? It does, it does. It really does. And then they and it seems like now that I post myself more people get to know me so they want to support and they interested in what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, and it really helps. When, even when I have it on, they're like, oh, a stranger, like, oh, what does that mean? What is that? And I like that, and they want to know more about it, so they make me tell them, you know, what what I have on and let them know it's mine and how they can support it. Mm-hmm. So it is. And then I reach out for other, like, people for advice, YouTube videos, all that. I, I, look, I, look, I research, so, and it's very helpful, mm-hmm. and it's been helping me. Hmm. Wow. So reaching out, getting that advice, not being ashamed to to just say, "Hey, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help me?" has been good mm-hmm. for you. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, everybody's not. How did you figure that. that out, though? How did you figure that out? And was it was it embarrassing when you first started? Oh no, it wasn't. Um, cause you know, well. Because everybody's not going to help you anyway, so it depends on who the person is. So <laughs> some people are genuine and humble, and then some people are like, I don't know if you can cut my but <laughs> some people are not that open. So if if um if I get annoyed, I don't, I'm just going to take it personal. It's business, like, keep it moving. But no, I'm, I'm not scared of asking nobody anything. And that's another thing. you got to be fearless. Like, you can't be scared doing anything because, Every day you need to do something that you out your comfort zone because that's going to keep you behind. Like, if you're scared, can't be scared. I'm, I'm not scared of anything. 
Wow. I'm not as good as anybody. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I mean, okay. I've already put down where people can reach you, but what is your favorite piece of your line of clothing? What is your favorite piece? For my clothing, I just saying. Your your clothing. Oh, uh, my clothing. Um, I think it's the original Boss Behavior logo. It's really classic and simple, and you can wear it with anything. Uh, you can dress it up, dress it down. It'll just be the regular BBH um, with the word Boss Behavior. That'll be my favorite okay. um, T-shirt. Awesome, awesome. And I'm glad you have your favorite. I mean, you know, and we all should have our favorite. What What is your advice to those people who want to start a clothing line? What What would be the one thing that they have to do that if they didn't do it, it would just not work? Um, my advice is just to do it. Like, you're going to learn trial and error. I mean, part of it. Just do it. I, I, just do it. Once you do it, just stay consistent. That'll be my only advice. Just do it. What's stopping? Nothing stopping. Just do it. Research, pray about it. Research and do it. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I want to thank you for being on the show uh, and Boss Behavior Clothing and, and just the whole thing, the BBH, babe. Hey, you guys can go ahead and copy and paste the links into your browser. You know how we do it. Or you can just follow them on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, at boss underscore behavior, right? Boss underscore behavior. Mm-hmm. BBH is so awesome. Uh, <laughs> BBH, babe. Uh, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you for having me. All right. Until next time, you give us updates. I say that to everybody. Okay. Nobody ever does it. Only a couple people give me updates. How come when I want updates and then they come back to me, I'm like, well, you didn't tell me. So please tell me what's <laughs> yeah, going on. I want to know. Okay? Send me an inbox message. Okay, cool. Bye. I really, truly want to keep up with the people that come on this show and that come on this program. I really do. I mean, and and I don't think they think I'm genuine in it. I am truly genuine. I really want to know what's going on with their lives and how everything is coming along. I want to know because it's important that we be encouraged and, and know how they're keeping their pace. Well, I'm going to go ahead and go because my pace has been kept so long that I'm tired. I think I'm going to go lay down. I'm going to chill out for a minute and then get back up and finish my work. But, hey, don't forget that I am always daring to be different every moment of the day. Thank you again so much for tuning in to Dream Chasers Radio. Please comment. Please follow Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, Dream Chasers Radio. You can follow me personally on Instagram. It's T-H-E-Z, Yaya Diamond. Um, Also on Twitter, it's the Yaya Diamond. On LinkedIn, it's Yaya Diamond. On Facebook, it's Yaya Diamond. So I keep it it real, y'all, Dream Chasers Radio or Yaya Diamond. Thank you again so much for just uh, making this show possible. Until next time, guys, don't forget to Dare to be different, baby. Mm-hmm.